This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with the light of the Hitched podcast, Dr. Noel Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. Thank you for that marvelous intro. <laughs> See, we, last time we spoke, uh, we were talking about doing something with the light, so maybe this, is, maybe this will just be your new intro from here on out. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to talk about... Um, one of the very common phrases used in marriage, I'm not ready. And uh, we're going to talk about how to get over that I'm not ready phrase and uh, status that a person is experiencing. And so uh, there are a lot of milestones in marriage. Uh, for some couples, it's having children. Um, for others, it's purchasing a home. Uh, and uh, as you age, it's it's retirement or even planning for retirement's sake. Um, and then there are other things like uh, asking a son or daughter to move out or uh, start a the, as a couple starting a savings account. Uh, there are all sorts of really big decisions that couples uh, need to make and do make. And oftentimes one or the other is just not ready and they give the I'm not ready excuse. Um, Yeah, and and Steve, that'd be fine, except that I'm not ready usually devolves into your spouse replying, well, that's what you always say, and I'm sick and tired of hearing it, which, you know, you can see already. That's going to lead to sore feelings and and that's going to lead to problems in the relationship. Okay, I get that. People... uh, are just sick and tired of hearing it. Uh, but when they say I'm not ready, isn't it just a case of they really aren't ready and wouldn't it be wiser just to give them time to mature or to become ready over over some length of time? Well, that will be true, Steve. If, if I'm not ready, we're really a matter of time. But usually it's more than that or it's different than that. And most often, I'm not ready means... I'm scared. And frankly, we don't admit to fear easily, even to ourselves. I mean, it's a lot easier to to push whatever it is off on the I'm not ready excuse than to have to explore what's going on with ourselves or, far more vulnerable, to start exploring it with our spouse. I mean, you know, (laughs) those fears are, are, can be pretty heady and who wants to look at that stuff? It's icky. Okay. And you said, you know, uh, there's a lot of things going on underneath it, and one of those might be being scared. Uh, when you're having that conversation, do you just straight up ask them, hey, are are you not ready or are you scared? No, I wouldn't really go down that road because if somebody is afraid of admitting they're scared, the likely response to 
Are you not ready? You scared? Is no. me scared? Mm. Oh, especially <laughs> from a male. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and let let you know. Let's explore this topic um, by using an example. Um, a biggie. We we mentioned it in the very beginning intro, uh, which is um, couples having the conversation about having kids. Um, in this scenario, we'll say. Uh, the wife wants kids. The husband is just not ready, and he gives that. I'm I'm not ready yet. Um, right. Walk us through that situation. Well, you've got the obvious fears, right? The the husband's going to fear that he's no longer free to be spontaneous or carefree. Uh, children, obviously, transform your world, and absolutely everything has to be centered around the welfare of the child, especially in the first years. So. You know, there's that concern for a, a, a husband, and then he may he may worry that his wife won't be there for him in the same way. He may be scared that he's going to experience a loss of her affection, of sex, mm-hmm. of of hanging out together time, and then and then see all that money. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, kids cost money, and so a guy can have a big fear of, you know, how am I going to pay for all this? Mm-hmm. Then then let's go deeper, another layer, which is. How about the fear of the baby not being 100% healthy and normal at the outset? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't talk about it a lot, but that's a, a fear that kind of rumbles in the background. And frankly, I'm just talking about the first layer here. Yeah. Because behind that, there can be fears like, I'm afraid I won't be a good dad. My role models were horrible. Or, I don't know how good a mom you'll be. You're a real party girl. You know, and, and the list goes on. So there's an awful lot that can be behind the very easy to say, I'm just not ready. Okay. Well, and, and, okay, and saying all that, expressing all the, or, you know, talking about all the different things about why you may not be ready and all your reservations, what, what, what is the answer? I mean, it, you know, for a lot of couples, it's not just to say no to kids. You're right. It's not, or at least not necessarily. Yeah. Because for starters, the answer is don't push against your mates, I don't ready. See, it's so usually the one who's ready, which is more often the, the, the wife, is going to jump back with, well, when will you be ready? My clock is ticking. And that's a perfectly understandable response. Or, or she'll say something like, well, don't worry, it'll be fine. You'll see, you'll fall in love with the baby as soon as we have it. And, that, and that's very possible. But that is not a great place to start. Yes. <laughs> you know, instead what you want to do is you want to, and oh, God, is this hard to hear, accept where your husband's at. He said he's not ready. Don't fight it, but don't just leave it alone. Explore it. Okay, and, and so what do, you, what do you mean by explore it? Exactly what the word says. Explore it. So you would ask things like, well, what about our having kids do you feel not ready for? Now, notice I am very, very deliberately, Steve, avoiding the word why, as in, well, why aren't you ready? Because uh-huh. the word why has a tendency to put people on the spot. They get defensive and it's game over. So phrases, you know, just, just using different languages. Communication, we talk about it endlessly at Hitched Mag. Communication, using things like, well, what about our having kids do you not feel ready for, is a much easier entry into the conversation. Because what you're trying to do here is you want to explore, as in understand what's behind the not ready. So what you, you, you want to give your spouse permission, if you will, okay. to ramble. To ramble through his thoughts, or if it's the gal, to ramble through her thoughts about it. And to be patient, not to look for a definitive answer right this second. This is a conversation in progress, 
And that part is going to take time. That's the be patient part, because the bigger the issue, Steve, the more rambling may be needed. Okay, and so and and what what's a good example of uh, launching that conversation uh, and and getting that exploratory process moving? I would say taking accepting his position. His position is I'm not ready. It's okay. It's not you you horrible thing. It's okay. And I well, well, what about having kids? Or what about, you know, kids in general do you not feel ready for? In a very smooth, easy, neutral point of view. What about is just asking, tell me more. Okay. So it's it's not going, well, I don't accept your position because it's not my position. Yeah. It's okay, that's your position. Let, let, let's talk about it a little bit more. So, so it's I understand, um, you know, I'm not sure about this too, but, you know, these are my feelings, what are yours kind of stuff? Kinda, and more, most importantly, Steve, it's not bucking the current. It's I accept where you're at right this second. Okay. And I, I am going to inside myself know that all things change. Okay. And and in having this conversation and doing the exploring process, what are some of the biggest mistakes a couple should avoid when having these conversations? The biggest one is forcing the issue. Okay. In other words, not trusting that once you've opened the conversation in a non-threatening way, that your spouse will be thinking about it, thinking that your spouse is just going to walk off and, you know, I don't know, play golf or something. But, but your spouse isn't an idiot. He or she is going to be thinking about it, especially if you're sticking with questions like or, or suggestions like, well, tell me more. Or, well, how about if we take, you know, your concern about expenses for kids and, and kind of sort out what that's about. So I'm using very deliberately, Steve, words like concerns instead of fears. I'm not pushing for, well, I'm ready now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking to sort things out. Let's kind of parse them out. Because what you'll find is fear is usually a glob. It's a glob. It's a blob. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amorphous thing. And if you, if you gently, gently kind of tug at it a little bit, what you'll usually find is there are specifics inside the blob. Maybe it's about the money. Maybe it's about fear of the affection disappearing. But you get to, to explore that, and if you do it gently, gently, you can actually work towards resolving those, and it's not that big a deal in the end. Okay. Sometimes, in the kid example, the husband just needs to know that his wife is aware that he's scared to death that that's the end of you know, marital happiness in the bedroom <laughs> uh-huh. and needs some reassurance. And she needs to hear, oh, then maybe I'd better pay attention to that. Kind yes. Of thing. That's a that's a great point because if she isn't in in this scenario uh, the wife if she's not aware of what he's uh, fearful of or what his concerns are how is she to address them in the future when these things start to materialize exactly exactly and it's vice versa we could be talking about any problem it doesn't exactly. matter fear is always an amorphous blob to start with and the more you sort of kind of gently, gently kind of, you know, poke at it a little bit and nudge and try to sort out what's sitting inside the blob, the better off the whole couple is. Okay. And, and so what else? And, and kind of wrapping this up, what else are we talking about here? I'm, I mean, you say not to push the issue. So I'm assuming, right. you know, if we're talking kids, that would be things like not saying, well, I want to have ki- I want to start trying in the next you know, six months because my window's closing. You exactly. don't you don't want to push that kind of stuff, right? You don't want to start with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's starting, you know? And and the, the important thing is if you if you approach the I'm not ready this way, the very accepting, seeking to understand way, 
you make it less of a block between you. Because usually the, the only reason one person is saying, I'm not ready, is because the other person is jumping up and down, I'm ready, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So now you're making whatever it is something that can be discussed safely, meaning without judgment, without push. And that makes it something that has a much better chance of getting resolved. And I don't care, Steve, whether we're talking about you know, having to ease your, your kid out of, the, out of the nest or having the baby or you know, starting to save up for something for retirement or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. When you don't push against the other one's point of view, but you seek to understand it, you have much better chances of getting it resolved. And the resolution will happen by getting closer to each other. Because when you attempt to understand each other, love truly deepens. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was, and just kind of summing this all up, I, I think this goes back to something we've talked about in the past, and I believe you've written about it, which is putting together your goals as a couple. Yes. And when I, I feel like when you put those things down, uh, it would make this process easier. Much because you would you would have this understanding of like well I know she wants kids rather than right. one day she walks into the room wakes you up on a Saturday morning and says I think I want kids today right, right. <laughs> and usually doesn't come that way yeah <laughs> usually it's a lot louder and and sort of more um, aggressive if you will yeah <laughs> so, or it's like oh my God we don't have a cent for retirement and, yes. and we just turned sixty or something you know yes. or or our kid is 25 and still living in the house and I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it usually comes in the form of a minor explosion. Yeah, uh, um, uh, the, the situation is right in front of you and there's been right. no preparation for it. Right. I, I was, I don't know if you've seen this. It was on the, uh, it's, it's on HBO. They've been showing this new movie based on a book called Too Big to Fail. And it has all these uh, banking executives as well as the, 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 treasury secretary and mm-hmm. the federal reserve and all that stuff and it's it's just interesting to me watching that because i see a lot of the correlations in this conversation we're have having because mm-hmm. the 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 writing was on the wall for a really long time mm-hmm. and they waited until uh it was the 13th hour before they actually tried to come up with solutions and have conversations about anything right then and, did... and you that's a perfect correlation to make steve absolutely mm-hmm. so uh go online uh read uh noelle's articles on this stuff listen to past podcasts share this episode with your friends because everybody has big major issues watch the too big to fail because it's fantastic uh, and uh, I can't wait to do this again soon, Noelle. <laughs> Thank you. The feeling is mutual, Steve. Uh, so you guys are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. You can find more at her websites, drnoellenelson.com. And you can read her blog at yourmaniswonderful.com slash blog. You can also follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hitched Media. And uh, this, all this information, including her books, by the way, we have a bookstore. If you haven't been to it, uh, check it out. You can find Noelle's books in there as well as some of the other uh, Hitched contributors. Um, you can find all of Noelle's information on Hitched. 
Uh, and that's in case you're new to the podcast, uh, it's hitchedmag.com. Um, and I recommend you also like us on Facebook. That way we can uh, sprinkle your day with a little bit of marriage advice uh, every day. Um, and don't, we, we don't spam your wall or anything like that. So it'll be, uh, you'll hardly know we're there. It'll just be like a nice little cup of coffee for you. Um, and so that, that's it. So uh, subscribe on iTunes. Let everybody else know what a great job Noelle does. And uh, give her five stars. And uh, I can't wait to do this again soon. So until next time, Noelle, thank you so much once again. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.